Welcome to Creating Happiness. You are in the right place to create confidence, happiness and freedom. I'm Steph and this is Sheila. Hi. Hi. Right, so we are very excited today. We've announced it on Monday and here we are with our fantastic guest speaker episode. So we have Rhonda Felton today in the studio. Welcome, Rhonda. Hello, thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us. So, yeah, I met Rhonda some while ago, actually, and I was very impressed with what I heard and our connection was instant. So I was Mm. really pleased about that. Now, Rhonda is a licensed menopause champion and she's a nutritional mindset and well-being coach. She's a behaviour change specialist. Oh, the list goes on, Rhonda. (laughs) NLP practitioner and a guided meditation teacher. Wow. That's amazing. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. So it's really, really exciting that we can chat with you today about uh, the menopause, which is a topic that most people don't know much about. And it's uh, it's often overlooked in the workplace, in in the home life. So I think it's really important that we talk about it. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. But before we start, just so you know, we have a download that's connected to to the menopause and we're going to talk about it at the end of the episode. So just stay tuned for the the outro. So today, Rhonda will talk about the menopause, as we've already said. So for women who are about to or are already experiencing this stage in their lives, it's really important to really understand it and know what to do. But often this information is not so readily available. We go on Google, look it up, but, you know, that's not the right way to do it, really. So, Rhonda, before we start, because obviously you are a menopause champion and you know all about it, what made you want to become one? Well, for me, it was the lack of support and knowledge uh, that was available to me at the time. Um, There was lots of conflicting info as well. And face-to-face to support is very hard to find. Um, and I was helping my friends and in family who were also having symptoms and being in a, a, a co- being a coach anyway, I'm naturally drawn to, to helping them. So, and I really wanted to help other women as well. But for me, I needed to be accredited. So I made sure that I had the up-to-date resources available. So mm. I've done lots of research, um, came up with the, the menopause experts group and uh, the resources were absolutely fantastic uh, and they're global leaders in the field as well. So um, I wanted to be the best. So I collaborated wow. with the best. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. That's, that's great, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, that's what we all need to do, isn't it? Yeah. Really. Mm. But before we really get into it. Can we, we always like to start at the beginning. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's get the basics right first. So what is the menopause and, and who does it affect? So obviously it affects um, the, every every woman, uh, yeah. all females, but it's the, the point of transition from a woman's reproductive to non-reproductive life stage. And there's three stages to man- to the menopause process. There's perimenopause, menopause and postmenopause. And it can take years to stop this cycle altogether. Mm. Um, we use the term perimenopause, which is the lead up 
to menopause. Um, and that's when finally our periods stop. And uh, the perimenopause is where we are most symptomatic. All right. So before the menopause actually starts. Before the, before the menopause. Menopause is 12 months and one day after a bleed. All right. We haven't had a bleed for that for that long. Oh, wow. So how long can the perimenopause last for? It can be from 10 to 15 years. We wow. Are all, we are all different. Some people, it can mm. be a lot shorter. Mm. Some people, it can be longer. It's okay. a unique process. And and what kind of age group are we talking about in, for the, pre, you know, the perimenopause? So that can start actually from our late 30s. So if this is such a an important part of women's life. Why is it so overlooked? I think it goes back generations. Um, it's the attitude towards the menopause. It's always had this negative perception that mm. especially like it's an aging process. Right. Um, you know, we're no longer able to bear children. And so we become devalued or we feel devalued. Um, but that is changing when, you know, it, our grandmothers, they were a, they just sort of like got on with it and right. didn't realize really what was, what was mm. happening. Um, but it is, it is changing now. I think it's because of the negative perception. It's, it's always been a bit of a taboo subject. Okay, mm. yeah. The good thing is that there's a lot more awareness now, mm. but there's a lot more that we can do. Do you think that part of that is because women um, may be in denial in terms of, you know, getting to that stage of menopause and thinking, no, 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 <laughs> no I'm not old enough. Yeah, <laughs> yep, 100%. And I hear that a lot, you know. A lot. And also, you know, the, the medical profession also have this um, this age bracket right. where you should be in, in mm. menopause. So where we're saying about the age, it can happen at any age. But, you know, I hear where people go into GPs and they're like, you're too young. Mm. Are you those? Exactly. Mm. But yeah, so I think it's been too much of a taboo subject for, for quite a while, and especially in the workplace as well. Oh, my goodness, yes. Especially in the workplace. Um, and we're a little bit embarrassed, I think, as women as well, if we're going through. And we also don't know it's the, the, the lack of knowledge that we have ourselves yes. as well. Well, I mean, yes. It's quite shocking, really, isn't it, when you think about it? It's We're women and we, we have a body and it, it goes through these changes and yet... Like you say, we're we're pretty uninformed, Absolutely. and that's because perhaps, or is it be because our mothers and grandmothers didn't acknowledge it themselves, and therefore they didn't sort pass of pass that down yeah. to their female children. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, I don't yeah. remember my mum saying one word about it. No. No, nor do I. But no. then I'm a lot older than you two. So um, <laughs> I certainly, I do talk about it to my daughters. Mm -hmm. I've got two daughters who are probably perimenopause. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, guys, um, if you're listening. <laughs> so, yes, it, it's a huge transitional time, isn't it? It is. And I think, you know, we we go th we have the support for lots of life changing things mm. that happen in our lives, but we don't have that much support mm. with the menopause. Mm. And it's a massive life changing event. So I'm intrigued to know, Rhonda, is there such a thing as male menopause? Now then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm intrigued. You're intrigued yes. and I'm sure lots of people are. So 
there is something called the endopause, which is with men, but it's not the menopause. Um, it's a bit of an unhelpful term, okay. really, because they all, we can also call it the midlife crisis. If oh, you may right. have heard, heard yes, people so talk yeah. about that. What man has not <laughs> had a midlife, yeah, midlife crisis. Yeah, you know, when they start buying motorbikes and yes. things like that, you know. Um, but some men do, like, develop depression, loss of sex drive, um, these sort of other physical and emotional symptoms mm. when they reach their late 40s to 50s. Okay. Oh, that's young. It is, yes. yeah. Yes, wow. exactly. Um, mm. But it isn't generally brought on so much by the change of the, the, the hormonal levels okay. because the testosterone that starts to decline, declines very, very slowly. It's not like the female menopause where it's you know very very quick rapid um, hormone decline um but it's more of a psychological thing with the with the male right uh, male menopause the the (laughs) endopause yeah Um, this can happen when men, men think that they've reached that halfway stage in life right so they really start to analyze their accomplishments and and um you know whether they've achieved what they want to in their job and their personal life so it's right. more it's more psycho psychological mm. than it is actually physical like the, mm. the female menopause interesting i'm guessing that this very much goes unnoticed or not unnoticed but untreated because men don't often talk about their feelings do they and Absolutely. what's worrying them yeah but it does seem very young mm, I it mean, does yeah obviously I'm in my 70s so mm. to talk about a man of 40 to 50 losing their drive and yeah mm, yeah but it's yeah and it's but it's very you know it's very it is very slight you yes, know it's okay. just a very it's just a very, very hope. small oh yes it's just a very <laughs> it's just a very small small decline it's about one percent a year oh okay so so um you know it's and that's why it's it's not the menopause yes yes okay. so they, although it's called or some people like i say call it the male menopause yeah it's, it's not. Just, it's just a, na- a natural nothing decline. like what we nothing go through. like what we go through. Okay, all right, that's good to know. <laughs> mm. So then, since the women are those that are affected the most by the menopause, or only the, the only those who are affected by the menopause, what are the challenges that come with it, and how does it affect women's lives? So most of us, it's when we start experiencing the symptoms. Um, we're all, mo- at the age that we are. Most of us are always in that sam- already in that sandwich generation, yeah. Where we're looking after growing children. They may be going through puberty and also aging parents as well. Mm. So we're already under a lot of stress. Yeah, and we are um, working often. Aren't we're we? working as well, um, and we have no time to look after ourselves. Mm. Um, when we start experiencing the symptoms, this is the one time when we need to really look after ourselves. It's a really important time. Um, because, but obviously it's having that time to do it. So we're always conflicting mm. with ourselves. Yeah. Um, and the challenges, obviously, with the, the symptoms and the fatigue and things um, can be really, really detrimental to our health as well. So, Well, as women, we often just put ourselves last on the list, don't we? Yeah, anyway. Always. 
anyway exactly you know not even with thinking about the menopause but just in daily life mm-hmm. we we put the the partner the job the, the the housework the cooking the shopping the cleaning the children the goldfish you know we're right at the bottom of the list aren't we we're, yeah if yeah. even you know are we even on the list that's the question yeah, very often very mm. often we're not and that's it's the most important time to yes. be on the list yeah. really so if you're going through the menopause at any stage, just put a big post-it in your room saying, I come first. Yes. Yeah. That would <laughs> good be idea. wonderful, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, well, we're always saying, well, we often say, yeah. you know, you are the most important person in your world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's um, about really coming to grips with that, uh, especially at menopause time. Especially yeah. because we, we tend to not be able to... Um, everything gets a little bit more irrational Mm. and a little bit more stressful um, just because of the emotions that we're going through. So Mm. we really need to try and manage that. Mm. Yeah. So Rhonda, how can we, you know, this is a really big part of women's, every woman's life, isn't it? But how can we best prepare for this time? I mean, is it useful to find a support group or talk to other women or what's, what's the best way forward? By gaining knowledge, knowledge is absolute key. Um, it's uh, any woman in their, it's not on their mind when they're tw- in their 20s and their 30s, um, but researching accurate knowledge is really, really important. And being part of a, a support group as well really helps us with that community. Mm-hmm. This is a life-changing event that mm. we're all going through. You know, we go to other support groups with life-changing events and not even life-changing mm. events, just things that we want to do. Mm. Yeah. Um, so it's really important when you're to, to not feel alone mm. to seek the, the right information, yeah. but seek that support, definitely. Yeah, because it's, it's, you could feel already isolated, couldn't you? And then you've got all this added stuff going on with your physical body and your emotional state. Yeah. Yeah. It could be a very lonely time for a lot of women, couldn't it? It can. And mm. also a little bit of that, exactly what this topic is, you know, what is wrong with me? A lot mm. of the time it's like, what is Why wrong can't with I me? Just, what? Yeah. yeah. And actually just sharing that with somebody and knowing that you're not the only one mm. really helps with your mindset and your well-being. Mm. I yeah, I think that's a very, very good point because we often feel as though we are the only one having fears, feeling overwhelmed, feeling yeah. unwell, but yeah. it's not like and that. And we do. I mean, I hear clients all the time saying, well, what is wrong with me? Mm. I can't retain that information and I'm, you know, yeah. I just can't. What's wrong? What's mm-hmm. going on? I've got some, I've got a brain tumour or something, you know, <laughs> yeah. or something dramatic. Yeah, yeah. So looking at the symptoms then how can we recognize if we are going through this stage of our lives okay so there's actually 34 recognized symptoms oh wow oh my goodness <laughs> okay that's the recognized yeah. ones oh, right. <laughs> uh, and this is like a common list that most women have reported um amongst the, the most common are things like hot flushes brain fog, Mm. forgetfulness, mood swings, anxiety and depression, obviously irregular periods. Yeah. Um, But, um, but there's, there's also um, some really uncommon ones. And actually, it totals over 60 plus symptoms. Oh, my word. But they are the most, the 34 are the the recognized ones. There's things like itchy skin and a burning tongue, 
dizziness, um, tinnitus, restful legs, that sort of thing. Um, So there's there's quite a few, but there's 34 that are the the most common. Okay. So I'm just thinking, you know, if there are sort of 60 plus symptoms, I bet there's every single woman listening is going to think, I've got that. I've got this. (laughs) Yes. Because I'm not in the menopause. I'm, what's the word for the after? Post. Post, that's it. (laughs) You're post. I'm post-menopause. So there'll be people listening who who recognise some of those symptoms, but they're perhaps not quite sure what to do about it or where to go. What, What can they do to help? What can we do to help those people listening Firstly, I need to highlight that there is nothing wrong with you. Your body is going through a natural chemical transition and we have no control over that, but we do have control over how to manage the next stage in our life. So one of the things that I would always recommend is to go through a symptom checker. That will only have the 34 common um, symptoms on it and break down how you're feeling on a scale to one to 10 um, with your symptoms, you know, one being that they're not affecting you too much um, and you're quite happy just to, to carry on and it's not affecting your quality of life. That's what's mm. really important. And once you've established that starting point, you can then plan to move forward, like le- like learning, getting that knowledge that you need, um, maybe going to the GP um uh, so so that that's what i would always always recommend just making sure that you have you're Mm. not got the knowledge of all the different treatments available to you Mm. great yeah and especially if you feel really really bad 100 percent, go look for help oh absolutely absolutely Mm. if it's affecting the quality of your life which some of the symptoms do um definitely seek proper help for it Mm. so this leads us really well on to the tips what can we actually do to help ourselves? So the symptoms can be uh, managed in, in three different ways. Uh, holistically, um, which is with the correct nutrition, the correct exercise, and of obviously well-being. Um, eating fresh foods, really avoiding the, the processed foods and alcohol and caffeine can actually mm. enhance those symptoms Oh, wow, well. oh, really? Yes, yeah, so it's not about, I'm not saying, you know, cut it out, but just recognise yeah. what happens to your symptoms yeah. when, you, when you have those, uh, indulge in those sort of things. And mm. if it's exacerbating the symptoms, it might be your choice to, to just reduce mm. that. Mm. For our Italian listeners, which we do have, I'm really sorry, but you will need to cut all your espressos. <laughs> I was thinking more of the red wine. Oh, that's yeah. never going to happen. Exactly. But you, but you know, it's, if, it's, it's our own choice as well yes. at the end of the day. It's, but but yeah. you're right. When you know, if you, if you have a, two or three glasses of red wine or, or any kind of wine, red's my tipple, as you mm. can tell. <laughs> And if you feel much worse then, then obviously you you, you can kind of equate it then, can't yes, you? Yes, totally, yeah. totally. Yeah. And the other thing is to is to exercise. And mm. I know sometimes exercise can be a, a a bit of a tricky word, but we're not talking like going down the gym <laughs> and things like that. It's just having the activity, you know. We know that exercise really helps with our moods. Mm. Um, and at this time of the of our life, that's what we really need to enhance is the, is the good mood, the endorphins we mm. need to do that and exercise does that and of course our, our well-being 
doing. So as we said before, taking a little bit of time out for you to do mm. things that you enjoy mm. is really, really important. And often we think we can't factor that in. If we really look, we can factor that yes, in and it's yeah. really important. Yeah. So that's one of them. So holistically. Then, so what else could we do? So HRT is All another right. thing. What's HRT? HRT yeah. is hormone replacement therapy. Okay. Um, and we can only get that, get that prescribed by our GP. So okay. we would need to go our GP and that's when the symptom checker comes in, in handy. Okay. Um, and there's there's lots of different, well, lots of different hormone replacements. So you would need to go to your GP. Okay. Learn a little bit about it and be able to go in there confident mm. confidently and okay. then and then there's the combination of the two right now, hrt isn't the magic pill patch yeah. gel whatever it is you decide you know it it doesn't always um stop all of the symptoms mm. so doing the holistic approach and the hrt usually works really really okay. well um, so it's just getting it's just getting that that combination right, really, and mm. also the holistic side is a hundred percent safe. Mm. Yes, that's mm. that's a huge plus, isn't it? And if you should happen to live in Dallas, yes. in the United States, we have which quite a few listeners. We have there. a few listeners. Yes, we do. Um, there is um, a, a women's specialist centre in Walnut. Hill Lane. I love oh, that. Wow. Isn't that oh, that's that lovely. It's lovely. And they, they specialise in menopause. So okay. if you're in Dallas, do give them a ring, see what they can offer you. Yeah. Yeah. And there are, I mean, I say go to the GP, there are private clinics as well. You will find them, you know, very expensive. But I do know that some people have gone to private clinics possibly because they haven't been able to be, mm. you know, get HRT yeah. on the, or, on the, on the NHS, yeah, on the NHS, so or being okay. prescribed from. So, mm. so there are those different those mm. different options. Yes, That's and there is always Rhonda. Sorry. Yes, there's there always is Rhonda. Rhonda. Oh, and there is me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so do get in touch. Um, now, perhaps it's a good time to talk about the download. Yes, absolutely. So, so Rhonda, you prepared an amazing download. Yeah. So the download is the symptom checker. Mm. So if anybody's thinking they may be in in perimenopause, or you know they're really struggling, or they want to go and visit their GP, it's really important to have that knowledge with you. Because mm. if you just go in saying, "I think I might be going through menopause," but having the symptom checker, you can check it all off. Yeah. You can go in there armed and make. Make sure you book a double appointment because okay. appointments are really quite tight, um, quite tight. So, mm -hmm. and then go through that download with them, um, and that will really help you to to uh, when, when you're when you're visiting the GP. Mm. And your details will be on the download as well. Yes. So, if anybody wants to contact Rhonda, they can do from. Downloading yes. the from downloading worksheet. the, the yeah. worksheet, yeah, yeah all fantastic. the information's on the bottom. Well, we'll link your website as well in the episode notes. So if anyone wants to learn more about you, they can find you there. Brilliant. Yes. So we've come to the end of the episode today. It was really exciting. I really enjoyed it. Very informative. Mm. Yeah. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you so me. much. It's been amazing. Yes, indeed. Thank you so much for joining us. And well, in the meantime... Well, I was just going to say, oh. please recommend this episode to oh, yes. any woman that you know who is, well, 30 plus, really. Yes, absolutely. Mm. Um, because they're, they're either just before yeah. or in it or just after. Mm. So please uh, pass on this, this really important um, episode to, to your women friends, colleagues and family. 
Yeah. And um, in the meantime, thank you very much for listening and have a happy and carefree day. <laughs>